right before I get started, I want to um, say I'm proud of you for being here. This is, I believe, the second Sunday of the year. I'm proud of you. Give yourselves a hand for being here. I say it all the time. There are some stuff that we are not qualified from, from righteousness, but that we can obtain through faithfulness. The songwriter said it best. I haven't been righteous, but I show enough been faithful. And so I want you to understand that it has been said that even in the worst of sermons, God does something for you. Even in the most forgettable sermons, even in the most forgettable services, God is doing something within you within your life, within your marriage, within your heart, within your soul, that you cannot calculate, that you cannot fathom. So I want you to understand that there is a blessing, not only in coming to church, but there is a blessing in being faithful to your church. Amen. So again, you will feel better coming to church. I'm so proud of you. Thank God that the storm passed over us and by us because you know we have been there where we got up early enough to shovel ourselves out go back and get dressed only to come back out. That We got blocked in because the plow truck you know and so God has uh, just blessed us and I don't want to take that lightly either. I thank God uh, for that. Amen. Then, of course, I know you all are praying, praying for the Packers. Give yourselves a, a hand if you're praying for the Packers. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't going to hate. I ain't going to hate. I ain't going to hate. <laughs> Listen, if, but since some, of, some others are praying for Seattle, because we, we like Russ, you know, we like Russell Wilson. You know, some Sierra fans back there, some Sierra. So listen, if you, amen, amen, so if you need a place to watch the game, holla at your boy, holla at your boy, I can beat you in dominoes and, and watch, and we can watch the game at the same time, is that all right, is that all right? Listen, I'm through, if you don't mind, if stand in honor of the word, we are in yet another part of this series on strongholds, I'm praying it has been a blessing, and I'm praying that it will be a blessing. If you give me about 15 minutes, I'll be out your way. Philippians 4 and 8, familiar passage. Philippians 4 and 8. We talked about last week the battle of the mouth, and... Touch somebody, tell them that was for me. That was for me. That was for me. That was for me. The battle of the mouth. This morning we'll be talking about the battle of the mind. And I pray that I can say something that will be beneficial to us. Philippians 4 and 8. simply says, finally, brethren, 
whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I just want to use for a thought this morning, taking your thoughts captive. Taking your thoughts captive. You may be seated. Touch your neighbor. Tell him you better get your mind right. You better get your mind right. Say that. Say that in your master P voice. Say, say, get your mind right. James over there like, Pastor Hood, Pastor Hood. It's <laughs> my boy over there. Last week we talked about the mouth, which is seemingly really just a byproduct of what we've already thought. And we talked about how we can no longer have a light attitude toward negative words and think that they are no longer a big deal. Make no mistake about it, our words matter. They are powerful. We have to decide what kind of power we want to wield, what kind of power we want to carry. Have a quick question for you. If someone were to pay you 10 cents for every kind word you said and collect five cents for every unkind word you said, would you be rich or poor? <laughs> Deacon Hope said, well, carry the one. A lot of us would be filing for bankruptcy. A lot of us would be in debt. In fact, when we open our mouths to complain, God is offended. He literally takes it personal because he's our provider. And when we complain, it suggests that he don't know what he's doing, that he's not doing his job right. And he's looking at us like, it, it, I didn't give you that spirit of fear. It's not my fault that you don't trust me. It's not my fault that you can only see this far and I can see this far. It's not my fault that I'm more interested in the best for you than you are. I wish I had some help in this place. And God is saying, don't complain. And so, in order to tame that tongue, we have to go back to our minds. We, we know we want to speak faith, which is not denying our circumstances, but that does mean 
we deny them the right to rule over us. But before we can speak faith, we got to first think faith. And at each moment of our lives, we are fighting an internal battle in our minds. These thoughts can bring us one step closer to Christ or pull us further from him. Listen, if our thought life is not submitted to God, then nothing else can be. In other words, if our thought life is not submitted to God, nothing else can be. Nothing else matters. The enemy wants us to believe that it is the people around us who are making us unhappy. That it is the people around us who are making us miserable. Satan does not want you to understand that it is not the people around you, but it is the mindset within you. Because I've lived long enough to understand that if you just mind your business, you will increase your peace. Touch your neighbor, tell him he's telling the truth this morning. If you just mind your business. Because we take on a lot of stress by sharing our opinion which really nobody even asked for. And then we get mad at them because they did not take our advice which they didn't ask for. Because we told them what kind of house they should buy. We, we told them what kind of car they should purchase. We told them he wasn't the one. We told them she was not the one. We told them to stay at that job. We told them to stay in their marriage. We told them not to get married. I wish I had some help in this place. And now, you ain't got no peace. Now you are mad because you shared something that they didn't ask you to share, but if you just kept it in your head, touch your neighbor, tell them if you just kept it to yourself. Touch your neighbor, tell them keep it to yourself. If you could just mind your own business, if you could just stay in your own lane. We're always trying to show off what we know. But you got to understand, you already know what you know. So be quiet and try to take in and listen to what somebody else know. I'm trying to help you here. I say this because many of us are angry externally through the mouth and in our minds because 
We won't mind our own business. We are nagging. We are complaining. We are grumbling. We are mumbling. Which is really just a sign that you don't trust God. And so you feel that they needs your opinion, your perspective, your idea. But I, the text says that you're thinking about the wrong thing. It's a reminder that you cannot have negative thoughts and a positive life. Many of us say, I've tried, uh, Pastor, to be optimistic. I've tried that thing. I've tried to be positive. I've tried to be hopeful. I've tried to speak faith, but I was disappointed. When I was hopeful, I got hurt. When I was positive and optimistic, I got let down one too many times. And so now I refuse to have hope. I'm afraid to have hope. In fact, I avoid hope at all costs. I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And so when I look at this scripture which says to think on these things, I automatically uh, turn it off. And that's what the enemy wants. He does not want you to think on these things. But he wants to bombard our minds with nagging thoughts, with negative thoughts, with depressing thoughts, with critical thoughts, with fearful thoughts, with anxious thoughts, with judgmental thoughts, with sinful thoughts, even suicidal thoughts. Satan will just be happy if he could just worry you to death, if, if he could just stress you to death. If he could just scare you to death, if he could just overthink you to death, if he could just cloud your mind with suspicions about your relationship, with worries about your health, with doubts about your friendship, with fears about your future, with random reasonings, with wondering. I wish I had some help in this place. You know us. We wonder if things will ever turn around. We wonder if we'll ever get ahead. We wonder if we'll ever be happy. We wonder if we'll ever feel better. We wonder if we'll ever get well. We wonder if we'll ever get out of debt. We'll wonder if we ever we really have real peace, real joy. But in this battle of the mind, God does not want you to wonder, but he wants you to just believe. Touch your neighbor. Tell him you are not a wonderer. You are a believer. I wish I had some help in this place. Wondering doesn't please him. Faith does. Don't wonder if you will be all right. Believe you will be all right. Don't wonder if he'll turn it around. Believe by faith he'll turn it around. Don't wonder if your marriage will get better. Believe it'll get better. Don't wonder if you'll be debt free. Believe 
you'll be debt free. Don't wonder if the tables will turn. Believe that the tables will turn because God does two things with tables. He prepares them and he turns them. Touch your neighbor. Tell him he's turning around. Touch your neighbor. Tell him I believe by faith he's turning it around in your health, in your mind, in your finances. God is going to turn this thing around. If you believe what I'm saying, I dare you just turn around right now and just tell them I'm speaking it into existence. I believe by faith. He's turning it around. I'm not going to wonder how he's going to do it and if he's going to do it. I just believe. High five two people. Just tell them I believe by faith. High five two people. Tell them I believe by faith. High five two people that he's turning it around for you. You're not a wonderer. You are a believer. If you are a wonderer, then what's the difference between an unbeliever and you? What's the difference between a skeptic and you? What's the difference between a churchgoer and a not churchgoer? You got to be a believer. What's the difference if both of y'all are scared? If both of y'all are worried? If both of y'all are fearful? If both of y'all are doubters? If both of y'all are critics? You don't be a warrior, but you gotta be a believer. I wish I had somebody here that says, I'm not worrying about an if. Because I believe by faith that God will do this thing. I know you're saying if if I could just make more, if I just had a better job, if I was just married, if mama didn't do this, if my childhood was not like it was, if I could just had more money, if I had just graduated, if I didn't have my baby so early, I wish I had somebody here. But you need to put this if in your mind. The, the woman with the issue of blood said, if I could just touch his him. The four men that carried their friend on the cart said, if I could just get through the roof and see Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus said, if I could just reach Jesus, I know I'll be healed. I wish I had somebody here that says, I'm not a wanderer, but I am a believer. Stop ifing and butting and just have faith. If you could just touch his him, if you could just get to Jesus, if he could just speak the word, if you could just get to the sanctuary, if you just worship, if you just hand it over to him. There is a battle for your mind. Colossians 3 and 2 says, set your mind on things above. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound 
mind. Isaiah 26 and 3, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Romans 12 and 2, do not be conformed by the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If you want to break the strongholds and fix the thought patterns in your thought life, then I dare you just say the word. I dare you sing the word. I dare you pray the word. I dare you read the word. I dare you study the word. I dare you meditate on the word. If you could just think on these things. I wish I had somebody here that says, I'm going to think on love. I'm going to think on justice. I'm going to think on his mercy. I'm going to think on his goodness. I'm through thinking about my problems, but I'm going to think about the problem solver. I'm not going to think about my issues, but I'm going to think about the one who can resolve them. I wish I had somebody here. Let me help you out. When God talks about he's a healer, he's not bragging on himself. But when you get sick, he wants you to trust him that he'll heal you. When God says he's a all-powerful, he does not bragging and boasting about himself. But when you get weak, he wants you to be reminded that he'll give you strength. When God says he's a provider, he's not boasting about himself, but he says when you are in lack, when you are in need, he wants you to depend and trust that he'll supply your needs. I wish I had somebody here that says, I trust him. I trust him and I won't doubt him because I know too much about him. If you could just believe that he's working out everything for your good. If you can just believe that you're blessed and not cursed. If you could just believe that you are the head and not the tail. If you could just believe that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. If you could just believe that you are more than a conqueror. If you could just believe that all things are possible. If you could just believe, I wish I had some help in this place, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper if you could just believe that if he is for you then who can be against you if you could just fix your mind to trust and believe that he'll make a way out of no way he didn't say everything would be good but he said he would work it out for your good. I wish I had somebody here that says, I'm trusting him. I'm believing by faith because what you believe, you become. I say it again. What you believe, you become. And I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm set free. I believe I'm healthy. I believe I'm prosperous. I believe my whole family will get saved. I believe my whole family will get delivered. I believe I will overcome. I believe I am a winner. I wish I had about four more people that says I believe his word and I'm fixing up my mind to trust him. If you could just believe 
if you could just believe, if you could just believe, if you could just take those thoughts captive, then worry turns to worship. Fear turns to faith. Panic turns to praise. If I wish I had some help in this place. If you could just replace those negative thoughts and think on these things. Touch your neighbor. Tell them you got to think about love. You got to think about justice. You got to think about mercy. You got to think about grace. You got to think about his goodness. You got to think about him. And if you really want to set, be set free, I dare you let out a praise. Praise is not merely for him, but it's for you. Wish I had some help in this place because faith comes by hearing. And if you want to build up your faith, I dare you praise him and watch you hear yourself magnify the Lord. Watch you hear yourself. Listen to yourself. Praise his name. I dare you just praise him. If you want the walls to come down in your life, send up a hallelujah. Send up a thank you. Send up a glory. Send up a wave offering. Say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm depending on you. I owe you the praise. I owe you worship. I owe you glory. Somebody shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Let's give God some praise in this place. Touch your neighbor, tell him, you become what you believe. And you got to believe the right thing. You got to be thinking about the right thing. Before you can experience it in the flesh, you got to believe it in the spirit. You got to confess it before you possess it. Touch your neighbor, tell him, I believe him. I, I'm thinking on these things. I got to take my thoughts captive. Everyone stand. there is someone here that does not know Christ you can come now I do believe we're all members in this place
hug your neighbor, just tell them, you're going to win in the battle of your mind. Don't trust your feelings. Trust his word. You got this. High five your neighbor. Tell him you got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. You don't have to entertain every thought. You don't have to share every thought. You don't have to accept every thought. You don't have to believe every thought. If your thought don't line up with his word, cast it down. at least one hand. Sing it like you mean it. I love Jesus. I worship him. Just want to tell you Lord I love you more than you. Sing that with your whole soul, with your whole heart, your whole mind. Let's give God some praise in this place. I pray that something was said or shared that will help you on your Christian journey. The devil knows the word. My pastor used to say it all the time. As a man thinketh, so is he. If you could just think you're a failure. If you just can, if he could just get you to think you'll never win, you'll never succeed. If he could just get you to think you're ugly, you're fat, you, you won't make it, that no one will love you. 
you will never fulfill your God-given potential. Touch your neighbor one more time. Tell him, cast it down. Every demonic thought, every satanic idea, every ungodly notion, cast it down. This time I'm going to have our officers come forward as we prepare to worship God. In